0: You're listening to Screeners and Dailies, part of the Real Change Movie Podcast. Guys, thanks for hitting download on screeners and dailies here. It's part of the Real Change Movie Podcast. It's been a while. I'm sorry for that. It's been a while since we've done like a any episode outside of when did that come out, and even those have been kind of spaced out a little bit. And now we're doing another edition of Hit Pack Miss Pack, kind of. It's gonna be kind of fun. We've been wanting to do this one for a bit. It's we're gonna be doing talking We're gonna be doing Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, an actor and a director here. First time doing that um, with Hit Pack Miss Pack. I'm William Rankin. Charlie Seville is here with me. How's it going? Yeah. And, we're also, and at the end of this, we'll briefly touch on when did that come out and where it's going. What's going to be coming up next in the next series installment of that. So, man, hit pack, miss pack with Hanks and Spielberg. We talked about this would be hard. This is a hard this one. This is the hardest one. Not necessarily the hits,
1: because I think you can, you can go deep. It's, ma- it's really a matter of... With hits, at least. Which ones?
0: Well, and that brings and that up an interesting really wrinkle. really hard. The wrinkle we're going to do this week, to make this a little bit more fun and challenging, it's going to do this draft style, which means if Charlie picks a movie, I can't pick it. Yes, if I pick I a movie, Charlie can't pick it. But that's what makes this interesting, then, is we have to, sometimes, we have to compromise on ones that... No, will be fun. Maybe Good.
1: this one... I've got backups.
0: Good. See, so, that's the yeah. whole thing. Is it makes you do that. So, um, hits for Tom Hanks... I'll, you lead off on the hits, I'll lead off on the misses. Okay, we'll
1: do, you we'll want to yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, start, start with Tom, Tom, Tom Hanks? Yeah, let's start with Tom Hanks. The hits were actually the hardest thing with Tom Hanks. Really? really? Are you serious? Yes, because, well, it's a combination of the hits and the misses. Okay. Uh, because Tom Hanks, because you, you go through his IMDB, and you notice he really didn't miss that much. No. And like, and But he sure did hit a lot. Yeah. Now, it's varying degrees of hits. Um, like, I, I love Captain Phillips. But it's not on this list, you know. It's like, okay. I, like, like those are good examples. Like uh, Saving Mr. Banks. It's like that's a great movie. He's wonderful in it. Doesn't come close to his best stuff. Uh, so I will start off with what I find to be his best in-between performance. So number one coming off the boards here. This is number one. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna put but you got, but you got a point. I have to, I have to throw this one out simply because. Usually, he's kind of like Robin... He's nothing like Robin Williams, but in the way that he did roles, he's like, there's the comedic role, the dramatic role, that kind of thing. This was like the in-between, and like the beginning of his becoming a real movie star. And he was nominated for an Oscar for it. And it's a movie that I've, I revisit probably biannually, and I absolutely love it. I'm going to start off with Big. It's a good call. It's easily the the first significant right movie. And he is so wonderful in the movie, and it's really... I don't like to lump it into the body switch movie because it's not really a body switch movie. It's basically half of a body switch movie. Yeah. But of of any of of the genre where that was a, the main part of the story, this movie is heads and tails uh, above everything else that from that genre. Like vice versa, like yeah. father like son. Because there were tons of these types of movies that were coming out at the time. But Hanks, I think, just absolutely killed it with this, and the movie still kind of gets me emotionally. It's a right tough at the performance. End. It's hard. Yeah. This
0: is a walking a razor blade to to pull this off because you are an adult, but you're having to act like a child. Not everybody can do that. Some people have been able to execute. I don't think anyone's gone to this has has been this good at this level. Brad Pitt, I think, in that Benjamin Button when he has to, I, I think he does pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think because that's a, that's and again that walking that. Kind of razor blade tightrope type of performance. I think it's a good call because, like, it really is. Um, it's the 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 ending with wow, Elizabeth Perkins slept with a kid. I know you do have to deal with that. Isn't Elizabeth Perkins? Am yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. You do have to think about. But that, that. doesn't affect the performance. That has I don't nothing think it do so, with even. Tom Hanks' performance
1: and with him waving goodbye in the big clothes. Yeah. Oh, it's just. It's a great movie. And Mercedes Rule as his mother. Yeah, she's great in it. Yeah. And the kid. The kid. I love the the. the the kid in the movie, uh, the ki- he was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Right. It, and then he disappeared, basically. But he is so good. Yeah. And this is Penny Marshall, yeah. right? The first uh, $100 million movie directed by a female. Like, this, is, this movie was a big deal.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So what's your first?
0: Apollo 13.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Thank
0: God. Yeah. I, I, I w- that was the first one I'm always going to think of, because I think it was the first one I really saw. I a lot of my love for Apollo 13 is seeing it in the theater. Like, it was one of the first, like, Hanks movies I saw in the theater. And that movie's an ensemble. I mean, it is an ensemble movie. It doesn't hinge on Tom Hanks. But, boy, does he elevate it. Especially, like, when it constantly is, it, with every problem in the movie, the way he plays Jim Lovell is a dude that is constantly going to be level-headed and figure out a solution for it. He's the perfect general of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he leads that so beautifully well. Um, He does, like, it was wild because he had, there, it had just come off two... Like a back-to-back Oscar one, so it seemed like, oh, well, he'd get nominated. Well, I wouldn't say it's a nomination type of role, but damn, is it good.
1: It's fantastic. Uh, that was the one movie that I wrestled with the hardest to remove, and that, and I ended up removing it. Yeah. Also because I had a feeling you might pick it. But, well, God dang well, 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 I mean, Apollo 13. <laughs> I, mean, I have very fond memories of seeing it in the theater. We showed up to the theater an hour and a half early by mistake. And under normal circumstances, I would have been furious, but I didn't care because I thought the trailers looked amazing. Yeah, and the best part—I was only nine when that movie came out. I didn't know how it ended. Right, I'd never heard that story. So that's how I learned about that story. I don't think I did either. Movie. Yeah, I don't it was think like, I did. and it, it, it and it makes it even more heavy when when you realize it doesn't seem like it's anywhere remotely possible that they're going to survive. Right. Like, and that's what's so wonderful about it and it's like end. what
0: 1971 1970 yeah. it's
1: incredible they pulled that off and that and we've talked about the movie before I can't remember it was the, on a podcast it was on a podcast yeah. it's really two movies in one like you get the space stuff yeah and then you got the stuff that's going on at you know, right. Ground Zero down at uh, NASA and it, and so it's, it's the rare case where this is just as interesting as this yeah yeah you know, I I absolutely adore Apollo 13. so I'm with you on that To number two my number two uh, you know, it's, it's funny cause you know, you start putting these lists together and you realize, holy shit, I have, uh, two Tom Hanks movies in my top 10 and I have to throw this one in simply because of how great I think he can do kids films and, uh, the importance of the movie. But I have to put in the very first toy story. I love that movie and I love his vocal performance in the movie. He hits it just right. And when you think about the fact that a movie like this hadn't really been done before, with you know full-on computer animation, a movie that's uh, an animated movie that's not a musical, and they do the voiceover work before they animated, they had no idea what they were going to be really yeah. looking at. Yeah. And the fact that it came out so well, and everyone in that movie, from top to bottom, does amazing in in the first Toy Story and really the whole trilogy. But it's really Tom Hanks that really sells that, especially when you hear that that uh, he wasn't even their first choice. They were looking for a more country-western actor, because it's a cowboy, and yet here's Tom Hanks. Dwight Yoakam, Tom Hanks. Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Guitars and Cadillac. Anyway, Tom Hanks, great movie, one of my favorites, and I, I have to put that one. I'm going with Castaway. Okay.
0: I can't believe Forrest Gump hasn't come off the board yet, by the way. I'm kind of shocked that it hasn't. Clearly, it's. It, I, I feel like it will, but I can't. I'm not going to. I'm going to go with Castaway first because that is such a Titanic performance. It's all him. It's all him. And having to play opposite of a volleyball is really
1: impressive. And he he's such a good actor. He makes us feel for that volleyball. You really do. It's the one scene, other than the tooth scene, that I really remember from Castaway. It's. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. When the ball goes in the water. Yeah. It's. Castaway is once again. This is another one of those for me. This is another one of those movies where that's wonderful in a in a stunning filmography where it's like, what do I pick? Yeah. What do I do here? This was another one he
0: probably could have won an Oscar. I think Gladiator was, you know, it, it, and I think people were just ready. They, I think people were ready to give it to Russell Crowe. By after Insider.
1: Well, I think Gladiator's a better movie. Yeah. But I think I think it's more Cast- rewatchable. It is. I mean, I've seen Castaway once. Yeah, I've seen Gladiator probably five times. Castaway got an awesome ending, though. It's one of my favorite uh, "what if" endings, kind of thing. Like a lot of people look into it differently. I love, I love the implications of what the ending is. It's. I think he gives a better performance in that movie than Russell Crowe does. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's and it's another one of those like it's the Raging Bull type performance where it's like it involves physical transformation throughout. And it's just really impressive, which, by the way, if you saw any documentaries during the time, he, Tom Hanks had like a billion miles of hair, because right. they were filming this, and they were doing it in those installments, so
1: he would do some of these docs, and he'd have, like,
0: tie, why does he look like Santa Claus? What <laughs> <laughs> the
1: heck's, what's he doing? What is this movie? So I remember that movie had a big tie-in with uh, FedEx, because they used yeah. a FedEx plane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just a cool movie, and for the longest time, it was the last Robert Zemeckis Live action film. I believe yeah. until, I want to say it was Flight. Well, not
0: really. Well, we'll, well Lies Beneath came right after. Oh, the,
1: we, we've we talked about this. Yeah, okay, it's kind of like the it. month after. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, but still, I, I get what you're the saying. The Cast Away. Like, yeah. Which was a re of the two from Forrest Gump. Right.
0: You right. Know? What is your next one?
1: Let's just do it. Forrest Gump. Is it? Okay, cool. It has to be. Because it's my favorite movie. It has to be in here. It's what made me love Tom Hanks. He was my favorite actor. Your favorite movie of all time? Absolutely.
0: Really nice. Bar, didn't know, bar none. Didn't, know you didn't know that. that? No. No.
1: It, it's, it'll always be number one. Man,
0: I, I bet you tangle well with the book people that come after you about the book. That
1: book sucks.
0: <laughs> I've that, never read it, but I've heard. No. I've heard it's drastically I've, different. I've read it, but enough, doesn't but sound. He
1: teams up with a monkey. In the book, okay, like one of the monkeys. N- no, <laughs> it's good. No, no, because that no. would seem plausible. It would seem plausible. Um, no, it's. This this is always one of those examples I use with oh, the books better than the movie. The books, not always. Forrest Gump, Psycho, Jaws. Like, there's I tons would of say these. say
0: they would probably rewrite the book based on the movie, and it was well, solve...
1: they made a sequel to the book, and what the sequel was about was basically a reactionary book towards the movie. In that, yeah. So the way that the the, the sequel book was written was that they made a movie based on the book, and they changed everything. So now Forrest in the book sequel is mad that they changed that's everything. Brilliant. It's actually kind of, yeah, it's heady. I want to read that book more yeah. than Forrest I th- Gump. I think that's the one I have. I don't think I have the Forrest Gump. Forrest Lives? It's called, no, <laughs> like Fletch? <Yes. laughs> no, I think it's called Gump and Company. I think that was the name. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not making that up. But, uh, no, it's it's a wonderful movie. Uh, there was a time two or three months ago where I saw it three times in a week. It was weird how that happened, but I never get tired of it, ever. And, uh, and it also, I, <laughs> I also think it had a negative impact on me in a way. Really? Well, if you really think about what that movie is and what that movie does, and you see that movie at a young age, it gives you an unrealistic idea of certain things that happen in life or that are supposed to happen. Yeah, that like, you
0: can meet multiple presidents. And no, not that. And AIDS I'm, and
1: dies. See, more, more stuff like the stuff having to do with Jenny. Like, the older uh, you get, the more you realize what what a, not an awful character, but just how awful she was uh, to him. And, and it can get frustrating, but it still doesn't affect... How I feel about that movie and Robert Zemeckis directed it beautifully. Yeah. The score by Alan Silvestri. When they pulled that those effects off, like with Kennedy. oh, that was ahead of its time. Yeah,
0: that's what always stands That out was shocking me. at yeah. the time.
1: With him, like well, we can put Tom Hanks next to John Lennon, you know, on, on the Dick Cabin show. Incredible. And it's like what? And yeah. you see that, and and, and that movie, which I've, I've read a lot about, that like this is like to a lot of people, they go, this is the end of the bo- of the baby boomer era. Like this is like the the cherry on top. This is like. This is what we all went through, and nothing's ever gonna beat it. Nothing like Mr. Holland's Opus, I remember, came out after, but they're like, This is our final swan song for the baby boomer era, and bye yeah. bye. More like Mr. Holland's Nopus. I like that. Movie. I know, but like compared I, to Forrest Gump. Compared to Forrest it's, Gump, it's, it's not, just, not even close. Yeah. No, but it has to be on there. It just yeah. uh, it's his no, I, I, It's his signature really performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your all next one? Right.
0: I'm on three now, so okay.
1: Uh now this will be your third, yeah.
0: Yeah. It hasn't come off the board yet. I'm gonna because I wanted to do something fun. I'm going
1: to put Bachelor Party. Okay. So, so I do, our our final two are going to be the fun ones. Basically. That we'll see. I yeah, I, oh, oh, I don't, don't know. know. I'm we'll see. But Bachelor Party. But
0: I am going to put Bachelor because it's so much fun. It is such a fun mm-hmm. movie and it's refreshing when you watch Bachelor Party. Like from like I I think like our parents generation would have probably seen Bachelor Party then movies like Forrest Gump. They would have seen him as a yeah, comedic the transformation. Then this That wasn't the case for me at all. I saw Tom Hanks more so as a dramatic actor, then came back around. Yeah. yeah. And he's so funny. His timing is incredible. He could have easily gone off and done a ton of these movies and been wildly successful. Him playing tennis and just hitting the ball as hard as he can out (laughs) is so obnoxiously funny. And then the end bit with the movie theater and they're acting out what's going on in the theater and people are, it's a 3D movie. It's so much fun. Like, it's a zany movie in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, if you break it down, just dumb, stupid or whatever. But I absolutely loved it. It's one of those I did buy on DVD because I loved it that much. His timing, again, is what really puts it over the top for
1: me. Antoni Katayn is the girl, which is awesome. I was going to bring this up. I've owned that movie for years, and this will shock you. I have not seen Bachelor Party. Cool. That's one of the few I haven't seen. Nice. Yeah, it's, and I've always wanted to watch it. Yeah, man,
0: it's it's really good. I mean, like, it's it's a typical kind of 80s plot, which we would see duplicated later. We're just going to center the movie around this, this specific event in this one night, and that's what, and it's just going to be just complete and utter zaniness that mm-hmm. happens with it. Like, I mean, like, in all actuality, like, anyone but Tom Hanks, the movie probably, you know, is forgettable. But he does elevate it,
1: right? Big fan. So this will be my last one. Uh, this will be. This is a zanier choice, I guess. It's it's a, it's in the same realm of bachelor oh, party. Oh uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. It's truly like it's. If it's it's probably in my top 200. I'll put it that way. I love this movie more and more. Like every time I watch it, it's the Burbs. Oh. F- I thought you were gonna say like the Lady Killers. And I was like. Hold on. <laughs> no, that's Hold I, on. Yeah. I love The Burbs. I, I, that's a good movie. I loved this movie when I was a kid. It was one of those movies that my dad made me watch. Yeah. And as I've I, I recently re, uh, bought it on Blu ray, uh, Shout Factory did it, and it had an alternate cut uh, attached to Does it. Does
0: Who show up at the
1: end? Just well, kidding. Jesus. Like, <laughs> there's, there was a Joe Dante work print version, and I watched them back to back. Like, yeah. one night I watched the theatrical on the I prefer the theatrical, but I'm like, oh man, this is pretty good too. And the supporting cast, once again, like this is one with a great supporting cast. I forget the guy who plays his. Um, I f- always forget his name. He's he he died a few years ago, uh, but he plays like the number two guy. Um, I can't remember. Bruno his name. Kirby? No, no. Not, I don't know why. No, it's not it. Bruno Kirby. I don't know why I thought it he's was in Kirby. Die Hard. He's in the the branching sequence. Um, basically. I had this... The what sequence? The sequence where they shut down the power to Nakatomi. He's the guy like... Oh, the, like shut down, it down. Shut it down. It, and okay. he's like, yeah, I got a big problem down here. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. I, I like him so much in The Burbs, but I couldn't help but wonder, while I was watching it, if it wouldn't have been better with John Candy in that role. If John oh, Candy had played the neighbor. Yeah. Because him and Tom Hanks were great together. Like in I, Splash. I was this close to sp- putting Splash in. I love Splash. Splash so is th- awesome. That was tough. Yeah. But The Burbs is great. Uh, I don't want to get into spoilers, but it's hard not to with that movie. I, would, I had been conditioned by the time I saw that movie to, well, like if, if the movie claims that this is going on, then something else is clearly going on. And the burbs completely flipped that on its head. No, it what's going on is exactly what you think is going on. Yeah. And I loved that about that movie because it's got the right level of creepiness. Bruce Dern, it's my favorite thing he ever did uh, in the supporting role. Um just a great movie. And in terms of, like, even... I love that movie so much, I actually prefer it to Gremlins. In the Joe Dante oh, filmography. Really? Absolutely. Looney Tunes back in action. No, 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 no. Where does that fall? No, Joe Dante is done after about 1991. <laughs> well, I, I, well, no, 93, because that's when he did Matinee. He really needed to do Dante's beat. <laughs> it's the Burbs. Okay, like, that's the last one. That's my hit pack. So, <laughs> hold on, my hit pack. Forrest Gump, The Burbs, Toy Story, and Big. That's a wild pack. It is. It's pretty. It's no, but pretty I'm looking.
0: I'm thinking about the four posters on the. Oh, list. like how it would be on the yeah.
1: four film favorites.
0: <laughs> I it's a, it's wild, man. I'm gonna leave Philadelphia on the board. It's crazy that it? Philadelphia is not gonna make my list. Okay. Or either of our lists. I thought about it. I did too. It's a great movie because he's got a scene in there. The scene. The courtroom scene. No, it's the other yeah. one where he's sitting there being told he's fired. It's the one where he's. It's. It's also some of Denzel's best acting in the scene. Yes. It's the one... I'm trying to remember what he's talking about. He's describing something. But he's doing it in this way that's so dramatic and beautiful. And Denzel just has to sell it. Like, and he has an almost no sell it selling it, in a way. like he, Right, because,
1: well, he's homophobic
0: yeah in the movie. And he's describing... It's so it's an amazing scene. I can't believe I'm blanking on what he's talking about. But I remember the way, like, because they... Um, it's a... Uh, uh, Antonio? No, no, the director. Oh, it's so Demi. It's Demi's it, yeah. Demi's going he's, he's going real hard on this scene. Like it's not just like a throwaway description. Hanks is going all in on this and he's really sick and you're seeing him walk around the room describing this thing and, and you're just watching Denzel
1: hear it. But you're leaving that one off. You're leaving that one off that's weird. That's the one that he won Best Actor for, yeah. the first one. I'm gonna go with Captain Phillips. Okay. I think he's all right. so good.
0: In such a role that is really and Sully's a lot like this, but Captain Phillips I think because of the ending the ending of it with his, where he breaks down finally at the end. He's so tough throughout that movie. What? I'm the captain. Cap- <laughs> no, so, no, 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 gonna-
1: <laughs> No, no. I was just thinking, the the is going to be absolutely brutal. Yeah. Uh, because I think we're going to have a lot of the same movies. I think we hate the same movies. I, yeah, well,
0: yeah, probably. There's so probably this is going to be tough.
1: <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, I just,
0: I think he is so good. Is. Just the way he, um, is He able- should have won. I think should've. he should have
1: won for that. That was 2014 and he was it? up against I don't remember. All I remember is being upset that it, he didn't win it. Okay. Right. cuz it was like he hasn't won since Forrest Gump. But he was but he's been nominated so many times like Cast Away, this um I don't Oh, there was one movie that he I don't think he was nominated for this. And this one actually hurt to leave off. Was Charlie Wilson's War?
0: Yes, I left. That I one wanted to, to put
1: that on so bad.
0: He's really good in that.
1: It's because it's once again. It's like that was the first time he had done almost a, a truly comedic part. I mean, there's the Terminal and there's Catch Me If You Can, but but those movies. While I do like those movies a lot, they're not as strong as Charlie Wilson's War. I think what I like, Captain Phillips. All right, so Apollo 13. It's very similar
0: plots in a way. In a way, and then oh yeah, you're. He is the leader of a group how are they and they are survive? in danger. And how are they going to survive? The way he handles it in both movies is so starkly different. That's a mark of a really good actor. Because it's not just Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks in a situation. It's Tom Hanks being a character in a situation.
1: Now, I remember when the real Captain Phillips story happened. And, and it made the news. And my first thought was, this is a movie. Yeah. But I picked Harrison Ford. I thought Dude, Harrison that's Ford. Good,
0: oh, I want to see that movie. And that's
1: what I wanted. And that was the day that that, 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 that they got saved. I went. Harrison Ford should play Captain Phillips. Because it'd in a movie. be really
0: cool to see him struggle.
1: Yeah, to see. It's always interesting to see an actor like Harrison Ford, who is always like in a in a powerful, you know, commanding type of way. I see that movie. And then he would be weak, yeah. and he would have to be submissive. Kind of like that's one of the the real appeals of The Fugitive. Yeah. Or Air Force One is that Harrison Ford isn't on his game. Yeah. You know, as a character. Yeah, that's good. But I think this is interesting. So your hit pack is, yep. rail it off. Captain Phillips? It's, a, I start off with Apollo 13. I did, um,
0: uh, bat, no, Castaway. I did, I'm trying to do the order. Apollo 13, Castaway, Bachelor Party, and Captain Phillips.
1: That's really good. <laughs> now let's talk that's about so this weird. for a second. So both of our hit packs, none of them. Are Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg movies? Right, which I believe there's four of them now. And Private Ryan's a huge one to leave off the board. Well, we'll see what happens with Spielberg, but yeah, because that if it's I'll just... be honest, of all the the Tom Hanks, Spielberg collaborations, yeah. that would be the one. Yeah, that would that would that would make it in because it's another one of those subdued performances.
0: That's so good. It's and a he's... lot like the Apollo thirteen performance yeah. in a lot of ways. I, I love
1: that movie. It's yeah. like my probably my favorite World War two movie. I'd say.
0: Well, you don't have to look far, because I'm about to, I'm, with this back, I'm going to throw the Terminal. It's right No, oh, come on! Terminal's not very good.
1: Come on! Yes, it is. Oh, no, I'm happy. I like it when we disagree. You don't I, like the Terminal? No, it like... What's wrong with it? Granted, I've only seen it once, so maybe there is something wrong with it. But what's wrong with the Terminal?
0: I'll tell you what I do like about it. I love at the end, he's, he's prolonged and stuck in this spot. And he's only going there to do one thing. He does the one thing and he's going to go home. And he literally does that. I think it's really cool that, like, after all this crap, all he wanted to do was just do this one little thing, which I'm trying to remember exactly. I'm what it was. on it, too. It, it's, it's a very benign thing. I feel like he was passing along something, somebody else, and then it was just something real. It was like a keepsake almost. I'll
1: give you this it has a 70s sitcom feel about it, in that this is a guy who's an outsider who will come into this community. The airport, and he will fix everyone's lives. It's a—that's the one thing. Yeah, that's a little hokey. It's very Forrest Gump light, because it's the same sort of thing.
0: This guy's going to come into your life. He's disabled by his uh foreignness,
1: basically. Right, yeah. right,
0: right. I don't think Stanley Tucci's bad necessarily. I think All he's, right, a pretty he's good right, he's a pretty good heel. He's great in it. Like, I'm not. I, what about Catherine Zeta-Jones? That's where I think it kind of falls a little bit. Like, I don't really buy their chemistry. I don't think her heel turn necessarily makes the movie bad. Like, I consider it a heel turn, but she does on him at the end. Um, Okay. But I think what you said is what really
1: sums it up best. It's very basic. It's a basic movie. But it's done with the Spielberg style. Yeah. And that, I think, puts it over the edge.
0: It's, I mean, and here's the thing. Like, I say it's not very good. I'm not saying it's awful. I think some people will say it is awful. Oh, I remember. I don't uh, think it is awful.
1: I, I, I took a my a date to see that movie. She hated it. I remember that. Yeah. Because I was like, really? Because yeah, you know, then you start to think there's something wrong with you. I'm like, what did I miss?
0: You know. I <laughs> mean, the I one need, thing, I need to see it again. The one thing Spielberg does in it that is very anti- I would I don't know maybe it wouldn't be anti-Spielberg because when you really get into the minutia of it with him, it's women. And, women in his character. Women in his movies aren't necessarily the best. Like they don't come off the best,
1: and I guess that fits well, with. This way. will be a good discussion. Later but you know on. what I mean? Like no, 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 no you're, right, you're right. Like he, like look
0: at the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, with um, the
1: exception of uh, Raiders. Right. I
0: I think it's. The, I loved the trailer for it. I remember I loved the trailer for the Terminal.
1: Well, plus it was I remember being excited simply because uh, they were it was so close after Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Which was a movie like, I two loved. Years. I think it was
0: two years past.
1: Yeah, and and I loved that movie, and I think that's a much better movie than The Terminal. But I. It's it's one of those things you you see critics say this a lot, which is it's middle of the road Spielberg, but even middle of the road Spielberg is better than the average film. Yeah. And I, that's an accurate statement. And, and, and I read that a lot. And I I don't think Terminal is necessarily middle of the road, but it's certainly like maybe a, for me a little bit higher. It's one like I'd give it a seven. I mean, like I, that's in, what I'd in a Tom Hanks filmography. Like again, his
0: ceiling is so high. It's pretty high a movie like The Terminal like for most for a lot of other actors may be their well, ceiling it's closer to the floor
1: well well let's talk about this for a second cuz we, we you know the, the, these aren't necessarily the four best movies or the four worst exactly movies. like The Terminal if you were to package that in a three pack with like let's say one like let's say two movies of Tom Hanks that I hated mm-hmm. and one that I haven't seen but it also has The Terminal yeah then I might buy it cuz it's like I like to. Uh, that maybe I missed something with that movie, or you, you know, because you gotta have that movie that kind of hooks you.
0: I hope you buy this four pack that I'm giving. you. I can't wait. <laughs> what's what's your? First? Because you're
1: not buying this. Um, uh, I said the S word earlier, and I forgot. That's that okay. It was like a PG I show. subtly dropped an F. I, subtly, I missed that. Exactly. Um. Wow. All right. The first uh, Tom Hanks movie I ever saw that just absolutely infuriated me and just pissed me off royally. I have to throw this one in, because if this gets left off, or if you steal it, I'm going to be furious. The Da Vinci Code. That was my number two. Good job. Okay. So, yeah, I, what an awful movie. This like, is the first Tom Hanks movie you saw? Him? No, the first one that I saw that disappointed me. Oh, okay. I was going to say... Which, uh, when did you start oh, watching... <laughs> <laughs> the same token, though another reason why I thought the movie would be a slam dunk, up to that point, I had never seen a Ron Howard movie that I didn't like. Well... You saw what? the missing and liked it? Uh, no, no, uh, I didn't see the missing. I think what, well, like, well, the Grinch came out before that. Like know, yeah, Beautiful Mind. Yeah, I mean, I love a Beautiful yeah, Mind, yeah. but like, like top, like really, it's Ron Howard's eighties and up to about Apollo thirteen. Like, I remember Ed TV was like, meh, what is this? It's okay, but the Da Vinci Code was truly awful. And the thing that made me more mad about it was the religious zealots that made me want to defend the movie, you know, because it's like, oh, it's lies and this and that. I'm like, you know, it says. Fiction yeah, right on that, the spine yeah like it does and that's a whole other thing but the thing but what made me so frustrated about that was like they're making me defend a movie that is truly awful yeah because i the da vinci code came out like a few years after uh national treasure yeah and it was like and both of those movies i was like both of these movies would work better as indiana jones movies like these are two very interesting ideas and you know the da vinci code sequels are. Whole other thing, and maybe they'll make it. Maybe they won't. But I, I oh, they're gonna make it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> they're gonna make, make it. it. Did you even see the third one? I didn't. I... You did. You bastard! How did you see it? You don't get to the theater anymore. Did you watch it on TV? I've, i think that yeah, that is
0: because I didn't see it in the theater. There's no way I was gonna see it. Well, we were working at the would the theater. Working.
1: We were working at the theater together. I think when Angels and Demons came out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's my next one. Angels and Demons. It's terrible. Do you think a Angel- little better than little Bad better to say than it. it's better than the Da Vinci. But
0: colors. that doesn't say but that. Still, it still sucks. Yeah. Ian McGregor setting himself on fire. Didn't that happen? That there?
1: yeah. Uh, no, there's oh, also Paul. So funny. Paul Bettany is the, That's uh, the first one. Oh, Paul Bettany's the first. You're right. One. He's the albino. The he's first the first. albino character. You're right. You're right. Doesn't Ian McGregor set himself on fire? I, I think he, say does. he does. Because the thing about the Angels and Demons, it was so weird. Oh, was that I know he falls off a building or something. I don't know. Maybe he's both. The thing that's weird about Angels and Demons is that... uh, Helicopter. Book-wise, yeah, Helicopter, that's it, towards the end of the movie. Uh, Book-wise, it came before The Da Vinci Code, Mm -hmm. but they adapted Da Vinci Code first, and when they adapted Angels and Demons, they made that the sequel. But I remember everyone telling me, oh, Angels and Demons was a much better book. Oh, that'll be a much better movie.
0: And let's not... The hair thing in Da Vinci Code is not what ultimately, like, I think sums up... Oh, we thought that was going to be the problem. Yeah. He sucks at being that type of character. Oh, it's He's not
1: good at... Like, as good as Tom Hanks is... Yeah, it's not even that it's a bad movie. It's he's bad in the movie.
0: Yeah. He's just not good being this type of character that's a problem solver, action hero I, I Tom Hanks action hero, that's funny. But I think I think that's <laughs> well, that's over, kinda what it is. I think it's I, the overall note though of the the Robert Langdon franchise is Tom Hanks is miscast, terribly miscast. He is not this type of character. He's not that good of an actor in that regard. I don't he's think he's a better he is actor either. in many regards that Many people will never ever aspire to be.
1: So you had both of those movies in in your in your oh, form. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Any final words on Angels and Demons? I think I mean like the notes for both of these
0: movies. They're can the really same be, notes. I mean, and Inferno is pretty much the same thing too. Like it's the same sort of thing. And I think yeah, because Audrey Tateau was in the first one. I'm Trying to remember who was in the second one. I forgot who was the the. I don't remember. It was opposite of, but anyway, who's your,
1: they're not exactly movies I'm anxious to get back to. So, Da Vinciko was your first, what's your second? Polar Express. Yeah, alright. So I blind bought this movie on Blu-ray last year, and, uh, you know, because I like, I like to have a collection of Christmas movies, and I bought it, and I, you know, I watched it, and, uh, and, you know, because it's Robert Zemeckis, and, and I used to read that book all the time when I was a kid, and the the technology the, the uncanny valley of the whole thing is is very odd and that it almost looks real but you know that it's not Tom Hanks basically uh, what I should go back to Zemeckis Zemeckis did this again with uh, Christmas Carol and it's the exact same movie it's the exact same time. Jim Carrey's gonna play a bunch of different characters it's gonna be wacky yeah and which is something he can do but Tom Hanks certainly cannot and and the movie has a creepy vibe to it. I remember the ending was just strange with all the kids standing around the tree and, and Santa landing and Santa's real apparently and it's just, the movie just it's, here's another problem with it it's very boring yeah. it's incredibly boring, like I can't imagine a child enjoying sitting through this uh, it's one of the few Blu-rays that I've ever bought that I sold back because I'll keep anything yeah. uh, absolutely hate that movie <laughs> so, uh, Polar Express Polar Express
0: my next one, I'm gonna put Larry Crown.
1: I knew you would. I know, oh no! Oh, no, I, am I, I a
0: pos for that?
1: No, no. I, I was like, he did Larry Crown for Julia. He'll probably do it again, and that's why I'm safe, because I still haven't seen it, and I, and I don't have to put it on. Just yeah. It, but that, movie, that movie really hurt you. Yeah, Where did Larry really, Crown touch you? Well, like, <laughs> it's. You remember how you mentioned the plot of uh,
0: the, one of the criticisms for the plot of The Terminal? It's the same thing for this movie. It's in some ways it was very, very contemporary. It's like you're getting let go from a company that you've worked at pretty much since high school that you did, you skipped college and stayed with this company throughout your entire life. And now all of a sudden they're downsizing. You are being removed and you have to come to this point in their life. We have to figure out what you're going to do. And I think that is a very good, that's a good thing We're. say it's an interesting plot line, but then it's like he's gonna go back to school, and Julia Roberts is gonna be the teacher, and he's gonna be in a class full of kids. And guess what? He's gonna help fix their problems. He's fix way. their problems. And he's gonna learn something from them along the way, and,
1: and get a girlfriend, right? Yeah. And you're not selling me on the movie, but I don't think you're trying to. I need know, to see this. It's it's just, and and it's
0: very mediocre for both of them, and the fact he directed it too.
1: I know is really a part because that's why his. Uh, because the only other movie he directed that was That Thing You Do, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get this out of the way, although I know I have different feelings about it than you do. Okay. So, Lady Killers. I think it's terrible. I don't. And this is where it's going to get different. I think Tom Hanks is fantastic in this movie. Okay. Yes. I, in fact, i go so see... far as to say he is the movie. Yeah. Anytime he's not on screen... The movie just kind of sits there. Right. I don't think it's terrible, right. I don't, but I also don't think it's like the Coen brothers' standards. This is that period where they did that in Intolerable, intolerable cruelty. cruelty. They just, Which I still haven't seen too that. Two subpar But I, I saw Lady Killers in the theater, and I had a really good time with it, and it was because of Tom Hanks. So it's weird to put this in a mispack, simply because I think Tom Hanks is actually wonderful in this thing. But the movie as a whole, yeah. it definitely sticks out as... Yeah, he tried something and it didn't quite work. And this is also a remake. Yeah. Of uh, Alec Guinness was the Alec time, anyway. Guinness was yeah Obi Wan himself. Crazy. So that's Lady Killers. Now, oh man, if you don't have this, move huh. put Cloud Atlas.
0: Okay. It's the same, and in, in, I think he fixes people's problems in three different generations. <laughs> it, what you said in for Polar Express. I don't think this is necessary. Like I. I don't want to see Tom Hanks playing multiple versions of himself. I just kind of want to get one Tom Hanks character in a movie. And again, this kind of suffers. What Chowcy post Matrix is all over the place. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, V for Vendetta. The first Matrix. I don't even
0: know. Did they technically direct V for Vendetta?
1: I know they're all over it. They're all over it. They're enough enough on it to where you can throw it in there. But uh, What was that other one? Jupiter Ascending? Yeah. And Speed Racer's wild. I, they're, they're, I know you're a fan of that movie.
0: I just watched it yesterday. It was on TV. Or it was on Netflix. I watched it put it on for the kids. I,
1: you still enjoy it? I do, but it's bloated.
0: It's terribly it's so bloated. long. It's very long. And, and I think Cloud Atlas is, again, one of these movies that's all over the place and feels very unfocused. It feels very excessive. And literally it's excessive because I have more, more than one Tom Hanks. I would really just use one and you would be fine. Right. I think he's actually kind of a heel in the movie too, isn't he? Briefly, I think so. Which is a rarity. I haven't seen it yet. Don't, either. You don't see much but of Tommy's uh, being a heel. I've, I've read that, but yeah, I just think it's wildly unfocused. It's I could see, and I feel like Clooney had this with kind of Adventureland. Well not not was it Adventure. No well, Tomorrowland, which, tomorrow land. which was like a bloated. Another one of these movies where he's going to reach for it. Halle Berry too, being in Cloud Atlas. You'd think that would uplift it, and it's just now it's just kind of a miss. It's again just kind of I don't think. I, I think there are plenty of people that will say Wichalous well, movies are terrible post Matrix. The big guy get really into how bad They are they are.
1: Well V for Vendetta's it's really the cult that's that arose from that movie that right. annoys me. I think the movie's fine. Yeah. It's
0: fine. It's whatever. But uh But um You're next. This is perfect because is this three. Is this your three? This is four. This is four.
1: And because you oh, yeah. Angels and Demons was the only one that I had as a backup. So I get to do this and make it out scot-free. And I might get some flack for this, Joe versus the volcano. It's a very strange movie. I I don't dislike it, but I think Meg Ryan, she plays multiple parts in this thing. I think she does a really good job, Uh, but there's I don't think there's enough there to sustain a full movie Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's an interesting concept, but the way it's executed is a little lackluster. And you know, it's just a real tribute to his filmography that this movie. Which uh, like I probably give maybe a five or a six, yeah, you know, because it's not terrible. would make the especially would make this pack especially if you compare it to the other two movies, which I believe we have left them all off uh, his his classic romantic comedies that he did with Meg Ryan, mm-hmm. and he has a trilogy of movies with Meg Ryan. This being the first, and this is Ooh, yeah, you've got mail. That, that. I love I love you've got mail, like. I, I love that movie. Well, that's a movie that only works in its time period, doesn't it? It doesn't work today. No, because no, today Meg Ryan would be, you know, winning the battle. But uh of their three movies together, I think this one's the worst. And yeah. uh this, so that's my that's my mispack. I did mine, didn't
0: I? I did Terminal, I had Angels and Demons, Larry Crown, and then Bob Alice. So that's your misspack. Say it again. Uh the Terminal, Angels and Demons, uh, Larry Crown and Cloud Atlas. A, it's, yeah, I cool. don't
1: know if Terminal's enough to get me to get it. No. Uh, so, mine is The, the Da Vinci Code, yeah. Polar Express, The Lady Killers, and Joe Versus the Volcano. Okay, I mean,
0: I'd more likely buy yours. I think I'd buy yours. <laughs> that's fine. I think, think mine's I awful. It's a hard one to do. He's really
1: hard. And I think the next one's going to be even harder. This this will be interesting, because I I, I want to hear your your hits and misses, because now the gloves the gloves can finally come off. Here we go. <laughs> What's
0: Jeez, that? All face? right, so I'll lead off hits, because you let off hits for Hanks. Sounds good. I'm going to take Jaws. I got to. It's the best Spielberg movie. The best Spielberg movie.
1: Bye-bye, Jaws. And I am wearing a Jaws I shirt.
0: I knew you. I, I knew. When I got I got it, as soon as I saw the shirt, I was like, oh, he's doing that for the show.
1: I was. Yeah. I, I don't know a, how
0: much more you can say about close. Jaws. It's, it's one of the best accidents. Star Wars and Jaws are two of the best accidents. They're movies Those that two movies hell
1: are responsible for everything that we have. Now. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So I mean, many more people, much smarter than me and better wordsmiths than me, have have said why Jaws is amazing. So I'll go ahead and defer to
1: your number. One. Well, I mean. Pff- I'd, I'd like to talk about Jaws a little bit. <laughs> I,
0: mean, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what else, like, you can say beyond the the obvious with it. Like, I mean, there,
1: there's the typical crap that you hear from people who see it today, and that uh, that the movie's what, like, like it, it was. It's one of those ones that falls into, oh, it was scary for its time. Yeah, you hear every now and then you're like, no, 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 It's like, like that that movie holds up. It's probably one of the the great Best Picture nominees that didn't win Best Picture. Which, I love the movie that won Best Picture that year, but it wasn't better than Jaws. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's probably quintessential spiel. It's, it's perfect. It's got the daddy issue thing going. Yeah. It's, yeah I, I, I love Jaws. Hook. Okay. Wow. You're going to take that off the board. Huh? I'm going to want... take it right off, and I'm going to fucking rail... Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, darn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, darn. Little darn. Um, I don't get it. I don't get the the hate that that movie gets. I I don't... Because, I mean, it's hate. I mean, the middle-of-the-road stuff I can kind of get. I can see where that's coming from, because some of the issues that some of the people have with the movie, I, I fully understand. And it, it, it probably helps that it's a movie that I grew up with and it's it's a movie that's very like close to people of our generation. Yeah. But my father loves this movie. Like, he loves this movie. Like, I've watched it with him several times. He took me to see it. Um it's so good. It's 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 really hard. Like I'm not kidding. It might even it, it could one day become my favorite Spielberg movie. Nice. And the fact and Spielberg and I, like Spielberg the way he criticizes it I think is very interesting. Spielberg loves the first half hour And he doesn't like anything that comes after. And I understand that. Because the first half hour is everything that takes place after Neverland. And all that stuff is truly wonderful. It really is. And I actually agree with him on that, although not to the extent that he does, that the Neverland stuff doesn't match up with everything that happens in America and then in England. It's just magical. And it's my favorite John Williams score of any of the movies that he did. Dustin Hoffman, he will always be hooked to me like anytime i see anybody else do it it's just i don't see it um it's a little long it's a little long you could probably cut it in a few places but like the way the movie ends like the message of the movie it's it's uh, it's a classic to me i and i'll, I'll defend that movie i don't end.
0: have it on my miss pack it's an alternate i have for it but that, that would have been an interesting conversation it doesn't mean it's i don't think it's an like, truly, like, I don't think it's... Again, he's a guy with a ceiling that yeah. I don't know anybody else who... You made with this part. the exception hard. of Cameron, you know, I mean, it's... it's <sighs> With the exception of Cameron, I don't know anyone else who has... Maybe, yeah.
1: Cameron's filmography we couldn't even do. It's, it, because he yeah. doesn't have enough. No. Not enough misses. No. Unless you want to count his executive um, Maybe after he makes miss. the Avatar. <laughs> maybe. Avatar 1, Avatar 2.
0: <laughs> but uh, I I think the first 40 misses is, is where you could cut the most. Because See I, like like that. I just yeah. I just think that I understand you, you want to hammering- get to Neverland. Well, not that necessarily. It's like I get the problem. I understand the Robin Williams problem. It reinforces it so much to a point that it becomes redundant and it takes up time that we could be spent moving the plot along to where it's like, okay, now you got to learn how to be him again because your kids are have been taken from you. Let's focus on that. How do you get back to that? That's the interesting part. Like it, like this is a good example. I don't care about all the Neverland. Like you can, all the fluff is great. I just want to. I want to know how hard it is for you to become him again.
1: Like, there's there's a lot of shots and like people like talk about Spielberg shots, like classic Spielberg shot. There is a shot in that movie that I don't hear anyone talk about that always just fascinated me. Because in the, you know in the story, Peter Pan was always at war with his shadow. You yeah. Know, always like afraid of it and 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 fearful of it. In the movie, uh, his kid. Actually, it creates a silhouette above him of a shadow, yeah. and it becomes as as big as you could possibly imagine, and he absolutely loses his mind on it. And it's a great symbolic moment of of like the inner struggle of the character, yeah. and it's something only Spielberg like like that's that's a very Spielberg type thing to do to relate that to a common Spielberg theme, which is father and son. Which I get your point, yeah. Like some of the airplane stuff is can be a bit much, but I love the stuff with Maggie Smith. Like I would, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't touch. No, that. no, 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 not that. No, no, no. But no, you gotta. It's a, it has that '90s feel. You know, I, I, everyone was a bad father in the early '90s. Right. Robin Williams was a bad father twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, no, I, I
0: get you. Um, my second hit. I'm gonna go with Last Crusade. Okay. It's my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies. Um, and, and that's not a hot take. A lot of people have taken that one just because of it's Sean Connery. Well, not just that. I I
1: rewatched all of them recently.
0: Yeah. You're right. It's it, it's the
1: it is it's the best really one. Fun.
0: It's really fun. Like. Especially after where Temple of Doom like, gets away from the kind of principal type of Indiana Jones plot. I love getting back to, he's got to battle the Nazis. He's got to beat them to the punch, got to get the thing before they get the thing, because they'll dominate the world with that thing, and that's not a good thing. <laughs>
1: Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it.
0: It's, I guess, the best of the ensembles, too. Like, he, uh, the best of the, the well, supporting characters. I really
1: enjoy everybody in there. The one thing about the supporting characters that I don't like in that movie is how, like, Brody and Sala. They made Brody an idiot. Uh, And I didn't really realize that until the last time I I went through them. And Raiders, I mean, he's very smart. It seems like he could have been Indiana Jones, like, 10 or 15 years earlier. In this movie, he's a bumbling idiot. Right. And Sala, you know, what's that camel scene? He's like, I said no camels. That's like six camels. (laughs) And Sala's like, ah! And it's just... That's really my only complaint about the movie, yeah. is just how cartoony they got it. But still, though. It was a great way to end it. Oh, yeah. Writing yeah. off into the sunset?
0: Yeah. It was perfect the way they, they ended it. So. I'm with you. Yeah. Last Crusade. I think that's good. So, Jaws Crusade, what's yours?
1: All right, let's go this route. Um, I am not a fan, for the most part, of Spielberg historical dramas. Okay. I don't think he does those very well at all. Uh, I think they they range from mediocre to, well, one's great, mm-hmm. and that's the one that I put on the list. The one time I think he truly got away with it and made a wonderful movie that you know that was based on fact was my next pick, which is Schindler's List. Definitely, yeah. I, I... it's hard to, do... it's so hard to, to to even think that he did this movie because there's nothing about it that I really see Spielberg in, like like not not even a little bit, like even. Even it ending with that, that thing of hope at the end. It still feels just so downtrodden mm-hmm. uh, with all the uh, survivors like visiting Schindler's grave. It's funny because like movies like this, um, I don't see more than usually once or twice. No. Like Passion of the Christ, like it's a great example. I've seen it once. Mm-hmm. I, I like the movie, but I've only seen it once. We Were Soldiers, Mel Gibson, once. Braveheart, I've seen it maybe twice. I've probably seen Schindler's List five or six times. I love this movie. And it gets better every single time, and and I've 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 heard some of the things that Spielberg did directing wise. Like I remember his directing drove uh, Lee Mason nuts with the cigarette scene, you know, because he's like he wanted to puff on. It. He goes, "No, just hold it, just hold it, and, and let your eyes do the acting." And that com- that's one of the most memorable scenes is Oscar Schindler just watching everybody, mm-hmm. and um, you know, in, in hindsight, yeah, sure, it's a little weird that they all speak English. But you know, you can you can let it you go. You can either go that route or you can go the
0: Valkyrie route. You could, or, and
1: that's the one. That's what I think of too. You could do what Valkyrie did, which I think Valkyrie nailed it by yeah. doing that. Once again, a movie I really like, but only seen it once. Uh, like I said, more so than even Saving Private Ryan, I thought I think he nailed it mm-hmm. in, with Schindler's List. I don't think there's my, I mean, I, yeah, I mean I've
0: always loved hearing over the years the other people that wanted to do Schindler's List, like, Coop, like uh, Kubrick.
1: No, Kubrick wanted to do. Uh,
0: uh, God dang it, man. Um, uh, the guy who's associated with Audrey Hepburn, a lot of that director.
1: I don't even remember Bill, Bill, Billy Wilder. Oh, Billy Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, he Something like it hot. Him. He wanted to do it. It would not have been nearly as, as good. Well, I remember reading that uh, Kubrick had wanted to do a Holocaust movie. I forget what it was called, but when he saw Schindler's List, he shelved it.
0: And him and Scorsese switched. They swapped Kate Fear and Schindler's List. Right. Which is another which interesting is take.
1: Hilarious, like like the idea that uh, Scorsese could have done Schindler's List, which I guess he could have. He he, uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, you know, he can do those kind of quieter movies. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think that was a good trade off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because Scor- you haven't seen it. Before. I haven't seen it. But Cape Fear. I don't. Is yeah. so good. Um.
0: All right, my number three. Um. I'm gonna go with Jurassic Park. God. Yeah, it's. One of my favorite theater experiences ever. Absolutely. It is, it's held up amazingly because no sequel to it, whether it's of that of that trilogy or the one that we're in now, none of me have come even close to as good as that movie is in terms of suspense, terror, in terms of thrill, just awe-inspiring. The again, like I've, I've said it before, the the the, te- the people working on the movie, it's a murderer's row of just awesome. Awesome, filmmaker, awesome filmmakers from the production design to the script writing to the score. It's just some of the best.
1: I would have put... I had Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is my favorite Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. Uh, more so than Hook or Jaws. Because um, I remember seeing that in the theater. I, I was six. Yeah. It scared the hell out of me. Yeah. It really did. It's really that, good. That was back when kids' movies were allowed to scare you. Yeah. And um, I think Jason had mentioned it. Our friend Jason had mentioned it on Twitter. But yeah, Jurassic Park was one of those movies, you could not wait for this thing to come to home video and so that you could buy it. And it took forever. You would go to that dollar theater in North Charleston, Mm -hmm. and 10 months after the movie came out, it was still there. It was still there. That movie was huge. Like, I always tell people, I was like, the best way I can describe it from what I've heard is that that was our Star Wars. Like, the way I hear people, the way they've reacted to Star Wars when they were kids, that's kind of what we did with Jurassic Park. And that'll get interesting, but yeah, if if you hadn't done it, oh, it absolutely would have been in mine. I love Jurassic Park; it's in my top five. Yeah, what's your three then? What's... well, I've had to do some maneuvering. Oh, uh, you have, have you? I have because you took two of my picks. Okay, thank God I, I had backups. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with what I truly think was the last, like, classic Steven Spielberg movie, and that was Minority Report. It's a good one. It's Minority good Report. One was awesome. It was a stunning movie when it came out. Unfortunately, you don't hear a whole lot of people talk about it nowadays for whatever reason. But like this this seemed to be like there are movies that take place in the future where you're like, that's not gonna happen. This yeah. isn't gonna happen. This seemed very possible mm-hmm. that the future that they saw was what would happen. This ultra fascist, you know, consumer, like all in basically a really twisted take on Robocop. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I had read that Spielberg had actually gotten a bunch of uh, theorists in a room and, and they gave, and like, they're like the best in the country or whatever. And they all gave their predictions of what could happen in the future. Like I always remember in minority report, walking into a store and having your eyes scanned right when you walked in and you would see these ads just pop up in front of you. Like, this is what the, this person would like. Facebook does that. Mm-hmm. Facebook's already doing that. And. Not to mention, like, the story was such an interesting idea. Philip K. Dick, the guy that did uh, Blade Runner and Total Recall, I think this movie's better than both of those movies. And Tom Cruise, I believe this was his first movie with Tom Cruise. With, Tom, with, Tom, with Steven Spielberg. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. You said Tom Cruise's first movie with Tom Cruise. I said, I did?
0: Okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, know I think it was, Tom I know okay,
1: it was Tom Cruise's first movie with Steven Spielberg, yeah. and, and that was a big, like, selling point of the movie. And it completely helped put it over the edge. Yeah. This is a great movie. Max von Sydow is so It's the daddy good. issues again. The daddy, daddy issues are back. Yeah, and it's really... I'm glad that you've kind of like let me talk about Minority Report because I don't get to talk about that movie much. I absolutely love that movie. It falls between the cracks
0: for Spielberg. For whatever life. reason. As, and as, as, as years go on, it seems like it falls even further just because of all the historical. And so many of these historical movies since then that it does feel like, those, like some of those... Late nineties, early 2000s Exception: Private Ryan get covered. Yeah,
1: because people still talk it's about so that. It's so
0: good. It's it's action. It's dark. It's grim. It does have its uh, glimmers of hope. All that. It's a good pick. It's a really. It's for a lot of people. It's his last really. For me, it is. Yeah, it's his last really really truly like. great movie. What's awesome is I'll my pick with number four is going to leave you open to pick whatever you want because I'm going with Duel. I'm, I'm,
1: thank you, because I was wrestling with it. I love I, I, Duel. Duel's
0: so good. It's not theatrical, so
1: I know that kind of breaks. Doesn't the rules. matter. It's it's. Uh,
0: I've seen that movie like five times. It <laughs> sets up everything that we're gonna see in the future with little things like you know he's definitely it's it's the precursor to Jaws. He's able and he it's yeah, some it of the best is. like actor direction he's given because he's not a great he, he's even said he's not a great actor's director. Right. Man, what he Could gets out of Weavers. me in that movie, yeah, it's really good and. You never really get it. you never really know the villain, the, who the guy is behind, driving the truck. The truck is the villain. That's what's really fascinating, an animate object. So anyway, what's your, what would you, or do you have, what do you, do you I want? just had a thought. Okay. Well,
1: well, well, I can talk about Duel for a second. Yeah. Uh, so Duel, like I was, you know, Kyle Gilstrap. Yeah. His father watched it the night that it aired. Oh, cool. And he said that it was like a party. Yeah. that movie was heavily promoted. It was an ABC movie of the week. Yeah. Which they used to do like once a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. And yet, Duel is still around. I have it on Blu-ray. Like it's a '70s uh, TV movie that came out on Blu-ray. Yeah. To, to think about the importance of that movie, and I recently rewatched it a while ago, and it holds up. It is an inc- it is a great example of minimalist cinema. Mm-hmm. Like it is a TV movie, but it doesn't feel like a TV movie even no. for back then. It's probably like Oh, Brian's Song. No, the best TV movie ever made is is Duel, far and away. I, I'm gonna call an audible here uh, this is gonna be an odd choice because I was like well it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be Raiders well m- or maybe saving Private Ryan no it's not gonna be either of them uh because we've talked about those enough now uh officially he didn't direct this movie but he directed this movie I'm going with Poltergeist okay okay on the credits it says Toby Hooper did it I have a very hard time believing that's true, especially if you read the behind-the-scenes stuff about how Spielberg was there every day, how he wrote the movie, how he second-guessed everything. Toby Hooper did not to put Toby Hooper down. I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, but if you if you were to look at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then look at Poltergeist and then look at Jurassic Park and look at Poltergeist, it's like, oh, the guy that did Jurassic Park's the guy that did this. It has all of that stuff in that movie. You're, this is like Lucas directing Return of the Jedi, which he did. I, I don't I, like. That's another one. I don't care what anyone says. George Lucas directed Return of the Jedi, but it's not like it's not like Charlie uh,
0: knows that Richard Marquand directed. Yes, that's what he said. Dick saying. Marquand,
1: what... good old Dick <laughs> Marquand. But it's not. It's not the same thing. It's like oh, just because he was a producer, blah blah blah. It's like no, I certainly don't think George Lucas directed Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, that didn't happen. But there's so many Spielberg things in this movie that stick out. Whether it's the tree scene. Or it's uh, the, 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 even the television scene. Or you know, people staring off into the distance. You know, it's got all those weird little hallmarks of Steven Spielberg. And this movie would not have been here if we weren't doing this draft style. But I love Poltergeist. This is such a good movie. Yeah. And I I always say that Steven Spielberg directed this. Whether it was 60% that's or 70%. That's a cool take, though. No, that's a good take.
0: I mean, it's, and it's highly regarded in its genre. Mm-hmm. All right, so you get to lead what off. I so said. recap. Let's
1: recap real quick. Okay, I, my hit pack yeah. is Hook, Schindler's List, Minority Report, and Poltergeist. That's pretty good. Yeah,
0: um, I've got Jaws. I've got Last Crusade, Jurassic Park, and Duel. See, I'd buy yours.
1: That's, it's, a, it's a weird that's pack. A, it's, it's, I think it's, that's more essential.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Jaws
1: and Jaws, Jaws and be, Duel. Well, well I'd well, say Jaws well, and, and Jurassic and Park. Park. I
0: mean, those are. I mean. Again, you're talking about a guy who's got the highest ceiling. Like it's like the guy who runs out of ammo with one gun in a movie, but he's got like another awesome gun he can pull out, and then
1: another one, and then just a machete. <laughs> and just you know what I mean? Is this Jack Slater? Yeah. <laughs> is this that? That's what it feels like. Alright, the misses. Am Did I you? leading off? Yes, you are. Okay, this is gonna be a weird take. Um, I don't know how we're doing on time, but this has to be if We gotta we gotta run through, it, but that's okay. We can do it. We, gotta, we can do it. Gotta give this a shot here. Um this was hard going through misses, but this is what I came on. And the thing is, he only directed a quarter of this movie, but he's a producer on it. And so it's Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall. Mm -hmm. It's, and this was his baby. And I thought he dropped the ball hard. Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good take. I did not have it on my list at all. Twilight Zone, the movie. And, and, and let me, let me get this straight. Joe Dante, Steven Spielberg, George Miller, and John Landis. Those are the four directors that directed the four segments. Joe Dante and George Miller directed amazing remakes of old Twilight Zone episodes. Mm-hmm. John Landis directed one where Vic Morrow got killed, and then Steven Spielberg, who's this whole idea was, was his in the first place, directed the worst one in the bunch. Probably the worst thing I think he ever did. He did the "Kick the Can" episode of the. the I didn't like that episode when, when I saw it as a kid either. But the, the movie version—it's such crap. It is the the worst things about Steven Spielberg as a filmmaker yeah. are all there and. And they, they basically did this again two years later with Cocoon, yeah. but Cocoon did it way better. Definitely Twilight Zone, the movie. I'm going to go with 1941. Damn, I need to see it.
0: It's, it. The poster's better than the movie. The poster looks like... The poster's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's unfocused because you have Aykroyd, you have Belushi, you have all these comedic actors, and the movie's supposed to be comedic, but it never really seems funny. And never pulls also, trigger on it? No. And it's supposed to be oh it's it's kind of this in a way like not a heist, not a thriller, but like maybe there's a submarine off the west coast, but it doesn't really feel that serious either. Like it doesn't it can't figure out what it's supposed to be. Didn't it, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale write that? Yes. The, yes okay, that's least, where it no. started. So it feels like it, it has the classic makings of man, I knocked out of the part with all of these other ones, Close Encounters, which didn't make it which didn't make our hits at all, which is one that I think a previous generation What's that movie? I almost made my miss. Yeah, I don't blame you. For our, I think for our generation, that's Close Encounters
1: doesn't doesn't do it for me.
0: But yeah, it just seems like I am, I am so like when you're riding high, this is 1941's a kind of movie that you make where you stumble. Absolutely. Because it's very bloated, unfocused, all over the place.
1: And then uh, he did Poltergeist the following year, and then Temple of Doom. So yeah. Um. Okay. I'll, I'll just throw it out there. The post. Okay, I've heard your criticism,
0: and they're very valid, because I've heard more and more people getting on board with what you're saying.
1: Boring! It's so boring. And it's, it's, it's like Lincoln boring, only more boring. Uh, You've got Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, basically just, it feels like they're reading cue cards. Uh, there's no characterization in their characters, except for maybe one scene where Meryl Streep talks about how it was her husband's paper, and it's the one character moment that she gets. This is such an interesting story that they talk about, and they it's handled in such a poor way. Uh, uh, the only other movie I could th- Spotlight. Spotlight was very similar to it, but I think Spotlight's a slightly better movie, although it falls into the same trap. I just don't think Spielberg can do this type of movie right. Because I know you like Lincoln. I'm not a fan of it. I I've only seen it once in the theater. Okay, I've never. I mean, I saw it once. Uh, that movie. It's a performance. It, that right. Is, that, that's what drives it. Like there's nothing. Like, uh, and I still haven't seen Amistad. I'll throw yeah. that out there right now. But the post, just, you know, I was expecting just this wonderful movie, and I got the same old Spielberg crap, and now I hear that he's going to do a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio about, what is it, uh... Gershwin? No, 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 Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, here we go again. You can't do this movie. I get more of an emotional resonance from E.T., which didn't make uh, our list. Yeah, that's... Which is, again,
0: like you're talking about, like... I love E.T., Yeah. yeah.
1: but E.T., I get more out of that than I do... Like on an emotional level, than I do something like The Post or Lincoln. Here, I'll piggyback. He's an AI. AI, to me, just stumbles. It just, Is that your miss? Yeah. I have it as a miss.
0: I have it as a miss because, and I feel bad because it it's a movie that he should have, well, don't worry. That, number one, I don't have that. I'm not, and I won't take it now even though I've seen it. I don't care. Um, AI is, it should have been Kubrick. It would have been awesome to have him finish it because I feel like it's more in his wheelhouse. Oh, Dave doesn't listen to this. Yeah, well, whatever. But, uh, for all the reasons you just talked about, like, uh, in a lot of ways with, um, with what people, it was with the post, with people, is that the one you were just mentioning? Yeah, the post. Yeah, yeah. I just, this should, and it also should work, but at the same time, like, I just don't feel like, I just don't feel like it connects. And I think a lot of it is because he's trying to finish somebody else's movie. There's a vision, we've already gone down, we're starting this road, and now he's going to try and take his sensibilities and, and it's just not his type. I don't... Uh, I haven't trying to condense this, but
1: I had AI on my list too. The thing is I actually like AI. I do. But I definitely see where he dropped the ball. Uh, the movie just kind of just becomes a whole other thing at one point. And there's so many good ideas and I don't know if he knows exactly what to do with them. And I think that's what's so frustrating about it. I mean AI is a is at at worst decent. Yeah. Yeah, but it's I it definitely you were expecting something great going into that. And you and you got what you got. I remember the trailer was so uninspiring. Oh yeah, there's there's really it nothing, nothing to, it. to be
0: excited about with the movie. It's just not. It, that's the other thing too. Is like his movies even. Well, with the exception oh. of a few, they're they're exciting okay. in some way, shape, or form. But like you said, with the post, boring. But anyway,
1: this will make a more interesting choice because uh, I would put I would put Lincoln, but I've already got the post. I don't want to overload this thing. This is gonna be weird. I'm gonna put Close Encounters um this is a movie visually that i think is amazing but i don't think there's a lot there other than that uh the the characterizations were the things richard dreyfus goes through I've, i've watched this movie probably two or three times and yeah there's images from that movie that stick out in my brain and you know and the special effects were so ahead of their time yeah they were so good but like i don't i remember moonraker more than i remember Close Encounters. Close Encounters just didn't really do anything for me. Like, I remember the yeah. potato scene. Yeah, yeah. But, it's a, it's a it's an interesting idea, and it's it's nice Spielberg alien movie, which, you know, I think E.T. did it better, yeah. actually, but I know there's a generation of people who came before this is probably like Hook. Yeah. Like, like, where there's a generation of people that came before us where this movie blew their minds, and and then they hold Close Encounters near and dear to their heart. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, am not one of them. And this is another one of those movies where he re-edited uh, with constant I believe I, I believe I own three versions of this movie, because uh, he he, he, really? he yeah because it's all in the same box. Yeah. But he kept changing the ending. Yeah. He did it in '78 and '99, and then in 2015, I think. He because he, he couldn't figure it out because old Spielberg thought, "Oh, Richard Driver should just go off. That's great." But yeah. then Spielberg, after he became a parent, I don't want him to leave his kids. Right. And this is where this shit gets mixed up. So yeah, I, not that I don't like Close Encounters. It's okay, but it's that's got to be there.
0: This is my four, right? That's yeah. That's number three for me. So, okay, so this is my my. Is that right? If I
1: give you, I give three. I said I think you're about to give me number three. Okay. Am I? Where's your list? All right. All right. Hold on. You got AI. Yeah. Nineteen forty one.
0: Nineteen forty one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, my number four is gonna be the terminal. So. there's oh, wait, the, wait, So that'll wait. be my number four. So my number. Oh, th- yeah, you're gonna do the terminal again? Yeah. Was it, it? Was that hard? Well, I, yeah, oh, definitely, because again, like, not a terrible, but definitely, if we're talking hits and misses, more of a miss than a hit for Steven Spielberg. So my third one, right. so I don't have to talk about that one. Okay, I'll just because you're not. Are you gonna? Use, were you gonna use it? The terminal? Yeah. No. Okay, I didn't think so. My number three is actually Crystal Skull.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for it. It's.
0: I, I was waiting. There's a portion of this movie that's pretty good. I've come to realize like I enjoy watching, up to a certain point. I think with like an hour to go. The movie's all right. There you go. There you go. The last hour is so... And again, like, he's walking... A... This is a tough thing to revisit. When you're revisiting icon- something iconic, many people have tried, with the exception of George Miller. And Stallone. I'd
1: say Stallone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With what? With Rambo? Rambo and Rocky. Creed is so much... like it's. Well, that's what I mean. So, but... But, I mean, Rocky Balboa and Creed. Both of those movies. Well... Stallone isn't why Creed is, I, I think... But, he, my, but as a character. As, as, a, as a character, as, as, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm as, as a form, It's As a direct, oh, no. director's track. Well, I think Rocky Balboa is, a, is fantastic, it's, but it's I think good. Creed's better.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Crystal Skull, like, it... If this were the movie it was going to be, you probably shouldn't have done it. probably should have waited until you had something a little better. Because this is a... We've, we've talked about in the past many times. So much pre-production. Oh,
1: this man. This script, that
0: script. And this is what we settled on. Darabont's
1: script, yeah. When Kevin we, Costner's his brother.
0: Once it gets to the jungle, that's it. It's over. Like, Shyla Buff is not good. He kind of hurts the movie in a lot of ways. Kind of. Okay, he does hurt the movie. He hurts the ways. movie.
1: And it's not until I mean, I, I hate overusing it, but yeah, the, the vine swinging scene yeah. is because I, I, I'll be honest. Like, I because I wrestled with this. I was like, do I want to put Temple of Doom or Crystal Skull in there? And I wrestled with it so much that I went, I can't put either one of them in there. Uh, and I like because I like Crystal more, but I think Crystal has more glaring issues. Yeah. I don't care about nuke the fridge. I really don't. I think I, that's, I can get over that. I, I am so over that. I think that's goofy. It's 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 Indiana Jones goofy. Yeah. But the vine swinging thing just kind of just blew my mind because I think everything up until that jungle bit um, is great. I really it do. It is fun,
0: and I grew to like it more and more. I did not like it that much at first. By the fourth time I saw it in the theater, because of our job, right. I actually grew to really like that first, like, two-thirds of the movie. That's it. It's pretty good, but it
1: just kind of... Yeah, because it stumbles a little bit in the jungle, and then the ant scene, which I do like a lot, that's the last scene in the movie that's worth anything. And then the movie just completely derails, because they don't... because his supporting cast is not good. He's got a great supporting cast, and they're all doing mediocre to not good work. Uh, was it Ray Winstone?
0: Yeah. The worst oh, Indiana he, Jones yeah. character and of all. You were all over him.
1: Oh, my God, because that, that movie came out in that time period where I was trying to re-edit movies yeah. to make them more watchable, yeah. and I couldn't figure out a way to get rid of them, so I abandoned the Karen project. Karen Allen's really bad. She's, oh, my God. She just starts smiling halfway through the movie and never yes, stops. Yes, dear. Yeah, she does that. And sh- it's... it's- there's more to this. But, like, like a lot of people harp on the movie a lot because they didn't do location shooting because Spielberg right. didn't want to be away from his family in the CGI, but, like, there's a lot of great practical stuff in there. Like, I love the motorcycle chase. Yeah, where, it's where really good. Where the stuntman's yeah. hanging off the back. It's so cool. I think that movie doesn't deserve nearly the amount of hate that it gets. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I like it enough to give it maybe a six. Yeah. But I do, I, I, I agree. Like, if, if they couldn't come back swinging as yes. hard as they
0: possibly That's could. That's what I'm scared about with this next one. It's like, what are you gonna do? Because you're gonna have to. I bet you it's gonna be like the Rocky Balboa to Rocky Five. Maybe it'll be something better than that, but you could tell it won't. Like it'll be better. Well, we than also
1: really like Rocky Five. I've come to like it. Yeah. I've come to like it. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So Crystal Skull, that's fair. Yeah. And your fourth is the Terminal. Yeah. So what's your four pack? My four is um, the Terminal again. Like, is there really not another movie that
0: you could? I mean, I'm not gonna put the color purple in there. No. I'm not gonna put that like, necessarily, like, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of, like, because, like, Spielberg movies are not necessarily bad movies, but, like, the, not, if I see it on TV, I'm not going to watch it, that's the way I think about it, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dive in on it, but, like, there, he's got a few like this, but, like, I don't know, but anyway, my four, um, uh, I said The Terminal, and I said, uh, uh, Crystal Skull, And AI in 1941. 1941 AI Crystal Skull and the Terminal.
1: It's not. Yeah. It's It's not the the worst.
0: He's a tough guy to do.
1: But go ahead. What's your? your So this was tough because this was my. This really was my favorite movie as a kid. Yeah. And then I, I, you know, the older I got, I started to see all the problems with it. This is his best miss movie. (laughs) Like I can put it that way because I think the movie's okay. Uh Lost World. Jurassic Park. Um, it's all right. It's okay. It just this is a this is an issue of uh, characters just doing really stupid things that to the point to where you can't suspend your disbelief anymore. And the movie has a really good idea, even though it's not the book, you know, from what I've heard. And Spielberg was adamant to direct this movie. I think it's really telling of the franchise that I feel like I feel about Lost World. Yet I still think it's the second best of the franchise. <laughs> You know, especially to follow Jurassic Park. Yeah. Which, you know, that movie has only gotten better over time. And then Lost World, I mean, it does suffer from the lack of original characters. Like, he, yeah. Gold, because that's one, that, right there, Goldblum as Malcolm doesn't seem like the same Malcolm. Right. And, that, and not just in a, well, the park changed him kind of way. No. In the first movie, he said he had three daughters. Now he has one daughter. and And she's black for some reason. We're not going to talk about that. It's just weird. It's just... Like there's weird little things and like that. And she kills a raptor. And she kills a raptor. Using a whose name apparently is Hey You because <laughs> he answers to it. So I, I like the movie, but it's yeah, it, it definitely has its issues. Yeah. So that's my four pack. What's your four? My, uh, for my four miss pack: Lost World, uh, The Post, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and Twilight Zone the movie. That's a fascinating pack. Like it's because like because I like I
0: like. It's all over the place. Well, it's also going to be really short because that Twilight Zone. So, like, that's you just got to. Wa- yeah,
1: if all you had to do was watch, kick the can. It's yeah. one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you've have you ever seen it? No, I've never seen it, on the movie. It's I've never seen, it. dude. Uh, George Miller, oh my god, his he did Twenty Terrors. Yes, he did, yeah. and I think it's better than Shatner's. And Joe Dante did It's a Good Life about the little boy who runs the whole town. Yeah, and oh, oh my oh. god, it's so good. And then, yeah. but, but 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 that's the other thing too. I think the movie would have been a lot better if they'd reorganized it because the two worst ones are the two first ones. Yeah. See, th- the
0: other problem is just let these guys direct a full length based on these stories. That versus, been fine. Versus, this is the same thing with New York stories. Oh, there's, see, let, here
1: we go again. Let's go. Let see These anthology movies are just they tricky.
0: They don't work as well as people think. Like, even Grindhouse, overall, it doesn't necessarily
1: work. Like, doesn't necessarily What about Tales from the Hood? I've never seen it. It's I've pretty seen, good. I was thinking about I'll it. tell you one that I, I really don't like is Creepshow. Creep gotcha. show is... Yeah, is again, like... shit show. It's a really tough... It's a tough thing <laughs> it's to... It's really hard. And, but that's a funny thing, though. I still think Twilight Zone, the movie, is the best one. It, okay. is, it is the best one of these types. Yeah. But still. And yeah. that's only because of how good Dante's and Miller's work. So there you go. All right, so real quick before we get out of here. um When did that come out?
0: It's coming back. And we're going to a new year. Why don't you talk about
1: it? Uh, we're going to be covering the year of 1994. Yeah. Uh, from January to December and I believe we have the list all together. We're cheating a little bit with our first movie uh, should we Kinda. announce the first movie yeah, now go ahead so yeah the, the first movie uh, the, the, basically the whole month the whole year is loaded but January seemed to be lacking a little bit in anything that we were interested in seeing uh, we were gonna do uh, Kevin Bacon's the air up there but I found out that uh, Kevin Smith's clerks actually had a screening at Cannes in January of 1994. And that movie, and the reason I feel I, okay doing that, that movie did not get a wide release. You know, like, I think that it had a very limited market that it was in, kind of like maybe used cars. Yeah. So, that'll be the first movie we're going to do. We're going to do Clerks uh, for January of 94. This
0: is the most anti-1994 list of movies ever. Because 1994 has a stigma associated with it. Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, Shawshank. Redemption, Quiz Show, Bullets Over Broadway, uh, think- Ed Wood. You have a murderer's row I think we're doing awesome one movies. of those. And then, yeah. yeah, but that's what's going to be fun yeah. is that there were a lot of other things that came out that weren't necessarily awards movies that were really fun and interesting to take a look at. So. And
1: movies that were, quite honestly, bad, and yeah, we're going to be looking true. at those, too.
0: So the podcasts were on uh, Twitter, at Real Change Pod. Please uh, subscribe and review on iTunes so you can help get our listenership up, get our name out there a little bit more to people discover one of the billion movie podcasts that are out there, of course. I myself, I'm at William Rankin83. I am at CM underscore stabs. We'll see you guys for when did that come out? Clerks, January 1994.